Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, it's a time ad. We're back. Another exciting episode. We sure are back. And uh, did we want to jump right into what we've been watching, or how did we sure. want to start this yeah. off? Well, we well, both watched we're... Tulsa King. We did, yes. And what did you think of it? Well, I loved it because it's so much fun. As I was saying to you off the air, it has this kind of fun, upbeat tone that you just sit back and you just have fun while you watch it. And um, I like how they took that kind of fun tone. But also there's some really good drama and some genuinely funny comedy. You don't get both of those very much. And Stallone was really great. And it, it's kind of like the total package of a show just because, I mean, yeah, it's not very deep or anything like that, but it is fun. Um, so I would definitely right now. Yeah, no, I agree. It, yeah, it has that tone that, you know, it doesn't take itself entirely seriously. You could tell they were having fun, and it, it's kind of infectious to watch. And it yeah, is, isn't it? Because I, I couldn't stop watching. It's like yeah, it was like six episodes in a row. It's like okay, I gotta it, keep watching. It is one of those potato chip shows where you just want to keep watching the next one because not only are they entertaining and fast paced, but also short. Because I think each episode, once you take out the recap and the song, is they're about thirty five minutes. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was super fast, wicked fast watch. And you know, it's finally Stallone's doing you know some fun comedy. You know, people always make fun of him for Oscar or uh, you know, uh, what's the one I'm thinking of? Grudge Match, which I never saw. No, I've never yeah. seen either of those. But in Oscar, doesn't he play like a comedic gangster? Yeah, so it's like that, Oscar again. It's kind of like this. I mean, but I can't really compare it to Oscar in all fairness because i've never seen oscar but um i don't think i've ever uh, saw it. i think it was at the goodwill once i almost bought it i was like nah i don't know if i care well you and know, don't forget like, about stop or my mom will shoot <laughs> that's not a good movie that which I've i did seen. see in the theater <laughs> which is the last jealous? time i've seen it i don't want to I, I don't remember i haven't seen it since so my memory is basically non-existent but i do remember going to see it in the theater I remember seeing it maybe in the past 10 years, and it's like, this isn't good at all. And I really cut it so much slack, but still just wasn't good. It's kind of torture to watch. That's a good idea, though, where Estelle Getty has a gun and uh, um, Stallone's there. It's it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, but they don't do anything with it. It's just like what happens is that Estelle Getty kind of is like, Stallone, you got to be a better <laughs> son, Stallone. And it's like, I mean, because it's, okay, it's, it's still Getty. <laughs> those, I mean, the Golden Girls was red hot at the time. Oh. Stallone was hot. How could this fail? I mean, well, <laughs> well, I guess that's how. That's the power of uh, the writing of this movie because it's just bad. It's just really, really bad. And they could have just made it more fun. It's just nothing there. It's not like still Getty like beating up people. Or, yeah, there's like the there's the idea of that, but it just, that doesn't really come together very well. And speaking of ideas that. <laughs> are good but aren't fully fleshed out i did watch tomcat dangerous desires oh i did <laughs> yes how was that how was the greco um <laughs> uh okay there's some interesting things about this movie mm -hmm. it's far from perfect but i mean the idea and it's definitely understandable that people might not know about this but it's a movie from the 90s with richard greco and he is uh, you know how do I describe this? He he was he was at some point suffering from what they called like a genetic uh, degenerative disease or something. So Mariam Dabo, I think yeah, I just saw her in Tropical Heat. And so. she plays a scientist who in order to she saves him. But in order to do that, she has to give him feline DNA. So he's part human and part cat. <laughs> 
And so he takes on all these feline characteristics. Oh, and, no. And, uh, <laughs> and he's... <laughs> And he's very sleazy and smarmy in it. And um, is that so he's like the character or is more unlikable? He's kind of unlikable. Yeah. But oh, no. He, but he, I mean, he, but he's not supposed to be likable. I don't think okay. even though he's the main character, I don't think we're supposed to like him. So and, he's which, like which is Kevin, a problem. It's like Kevin Bacon Hollow Man. He's not very likable. Yeah, it is like that. And it's so sort it's of like, sci-fi, too. It just it has it's like a cross between like a sci-fi movie from the 90s with a neurotic thriller. Sounds I mean, like a good idea. I can see why it was good on paper. It is. No, it is. The idea is solid. The delivery is it's not bad, but it's just mm-hmm. it's kinda off. You know, okay. the pacing is off, the the tone is off. It it doesn't really have much of an ending. It just it's kinda like an idea someone had and they did what they probably thought was their best, but they didn't it didn't completely come together. I could tell uh, I could see what you're saying. if when uh, I eventually watched this it's like, okay, this is something, but it doesn't. Yeah, congeal, no, there's definitely you know? something. No, there's something for sure. But it just, it, they didn't wrap it all up with a nice bow like you might oh. want. But it, it's still worth a watch. It, you know, it's still recommended at least for a one time watch. But I don't think anyone's going to go crazy and saying how, what, what a great movie it is. Um, it, at times it has kind of a feel of like like an Italian movie in the vein of like Too Beautiful to Die um, or Nothing Underneath. It's not as good as Nothing Underneath, but it has oh, okay. a similar tone. That's has a, a good idea, tone. though. That's fun. Yeah. So you think, let's so, just say they yeah. made that in the 80s with an Italian, let's say, full key oh. kind of. Oh, if they did that, it would yeah. have been amazing. And a dubbed um, Greco, maybe, like a young Greco. You can get like yeah, Fabio Testi instead. Yes, exactly. No, if they yeah. did that, then we're talking potential a material this you know it, like i said it's not bad but i just i i don't feel it really lived up to its full potential let's just put it that way but it's again one time watch absolutely uh, now let's talk about richard greco for just a minute sure what was that movie we watched uh it was kind of garbagey um we watched it at our friend dave's house uh he's gonna have like two seconds oh yeah. sam hayne the legend yeah Evil what Breed, The Legend of Sam Hain. Yes, yes, yes. That was not very good. It had all these porn people in it, and um, the, the movie's a mess. It's already, I've, I look, there's an uncut version somewhere floating around the internet. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not doing rush. the search. I'm not. I don't want to watch a longer version of Evil Breed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I th- I briefly did jump through some hoops to see if I could find it. It's just too difficult. See, at a certain point, Richard Grieco went down the sleaze route, and and I can kind of see why. He's almost like tap, typecast as a sleazy guy, because if you think about all those kind of like erotic thrillers he did where he plays like a sleaze, um, this is yeah, kind of in, in the midst of like, that. You like know, sexual, sexual predator, predator perfect yeah. example. Um, um, what's the other one? Against the Law or Mutual Needs. I'm assuming he plays a sleaze in that. Mutual Needs. Against the Law, I play a guy named Rex. He's like a, <laughs> a gunslinger for the modern day. You know, like, oh, what Tesla said. Like Tesla. I'm a cowboy at the modern day. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. Slow so down. That, oh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's the. I think because he kind of looks. He's. A, I hear he's kind of a nice guy, but he's kind of. I'm sure you. I'm, greasy, I'm sure he's. Yeah, you know? but that's the thing. Like I said before, he's typecast. I'm not saying he is sleazy in real life. It seems no. like they. He kind of took on that sleazy role in the '90s and beyond. And you know, it would it would be great to see him t- uh, cast against type, where he's like, um, I don't know, like. A lawyer or something. A clean cut. Pull it off. You know, I just no, no, talked to a connoisseur that Dolph Lundgren's never really played a lawyer or like a judge. You know, just like oh, he should. He could easily play a judge. He he, mm-hmm. he could. He has that kind of gravitas. Yeah. Uh, I 
I'm under the robes. It's like, <laughs> and like, or maybe he could play a lawyer, like a cool lawyer. He's been sustained. <laughs> well, like he's like one of these cool lawyers that has like, um, you know, he wears like a Hawaiian like shirt. Lawyer, you know. Yeah, oh, you, oh, a Hawaiian shirt lawyer. Okay. Yeah. It, well, instead of the Lincoln lawyer, it's Hawaiian shirt lawyer, where he's like yeah. <laughs> one of these, you know, he flies by the seat of his pants and plays by his own rules, but he wins the case. Yeah, it'd be kind of a fun kind of show. I think it would be like a an hour show, have some, you know, the case of the week. Um, I, I'm looking at Greco. I know we're not going to talk about Greco today, which is an interesting thing for a podcast. Anyway. Well, I, I, do you think we have enough on Greco to do that? Mm, we need to watch more stuff, but his titles are, you know, got the apostate, which I've mm. seen, <laughs> not the prostate. Yeah. <laughs> and we got the, oh, the gardener. You know, I know you watch that. Uh. The Gardener? Michael the, McDowell, Angie. Oh, that. Oh, okay. The I was thinking of what, that, what's that movie that's supposed to come out with Bronzy? Oh, oh Bob Bronzy and Gary Daniels. What? Waiting patiently. Let's say I want to buy it. Oh, no, that Gardener movie with Michael McDowell is great because. Yeah, I'm getting close. In the pile. <laughs> Did I mention why? That's, it's mainly because of one scene, which yeah. I don't know if I should even spoil, but there's no, a great scene don't in spoil it. it. Okay. But don't forget, I have some other Ricos of interest before we get to our more of a main sure. subject. I have a vow to kill. Well, and like you watched every episode of Booker, didn't you? I had seen every episode of Booker and every episode of Marker. So but there's an awesome episode of Booker. I forget what I can look it up now, but um, where it's like a diehard, and he's mm. like he's like John McClane, he's just shooting everyone. It's just, uh, I forget the actual name of that. That should be a movie. Why couldn't that be a movie? Where oh, he's shooting he delivered. Everyone? He delivered the freaking goods. Then it fell off. I think it fell off mid season. You could tell actually. Maybe it's called. Is this it? No, I, I think know. Ben Stiller made fun of Booker at the time with a show called Looker, where he's supposed to be like this <laughs> very like handsome cop. I don't know if you remember that. I need to rewatch uh, um, Ben Stiller's show. I, I'm assuming it holds up pretty well. I, I think a lot of it does. Yeah, because I'm gonna I might rewatch uh, Chappelle's show too. Uh-huh. I was watching some clips and I was like, oh yeah, this was funny back then. You know, like Ashy Larry and characters like that. Do you remember I, that? I, um, vaguely, I did watch it at the time, but I don't remember a lot. I mean, like I remember playing, thinking some stuff was funny. Yeah, they're playing like some dice game with some guy named Ashy Larry, and it's like it's very silly. It's like, like, okay, I was laughing again. It's like I'm, I'm gonna put it in my pile, you know. So now we should probably go to our action star. Oh yeah. Like, well, this is this is oh, from the headlines. Oh, oh like, yeah. What you're watching? If, well, I mean, you, we uh, did mention Tulsa King, which you also watched. But. Yes, it was a quality show. Watch on Paramount Plus today. Uh, I've been I rewatched The Player with Wesley Snipes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, well, that's very relevant to the podcast because it's action based. Oh my goodness, this is awesome! And I when I was rewatching it, it I think it does have an ending. It, it's a little shoehorned, but there's something there. I was like paying close attention to the dialogue on the final episode. No, it's okay. as you always say. It's an underrated show. It has Snipes and Phil Winchester doing what they do best, and yeah, it's fighting. enjoyable. It's kind of like Tulsa King in the fact that it's fun to watch. It's just fun. I was, well, I think episode seven was a little fillery, but besides that, it's been it was quality all the way, and it was just it was just awesome. I was like, wait, I'm on I'm on a great time. You know, I brought my uh, food. I was mm-hmm. hanging out with some. Like, I, I made some nachos. And I had my uh, drink. Well, perfect. <laughs> and, and I had my uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Oh, it was perfect. like I was, I was just rocking it. I was rocking it on Friday, watching it, and then I'm also rewatching Fastlane. Oh, same thing. Yeah. You know, uh, an action show with you know two stars of similar ilk and uh, yeah, Pierre Fastnelli uh, and Bill Bellamy, and I guess yeah. Tim Sinney and Amber Thiessen. Yes. So like, yeah. 
and I was reading it's like Heather Locklear was gonna maybe play that role. She was offered it. it well, she would have been good. She would have been she would have been very good in that role. I think. But, you know, she was done playing Amanda Woodward in Melrose Place, <laughs> which I finished. <laughs> last time we did a podcast, uh, I think I was watching season four. I finished the complete series of Melrose. I'm happy it's over. You know, I I can <laughs> imagine. That. I mean, Tiffany Amber Thiessen was very good. Well, she was probably happy because she was against type because she was she's like tough. And, yeah, she was um, tough. She was tough. I just watched the episode where she had her backstory about her being an uh, undercover cop. Right. Yes. And uh, it was like, oh yeah, this, this is good. But her attitude's kind of tough. Whereas in the past, you were serious, like Kelly Kapowski. You know, very yeah. different. So she probably relished the chance to uh, play like a kind of a tough, tougher type of role of a really? Billy. Well, yeah, yeah, Billy Chambers. Is that her name? Yeah, a oh, Wilhelmina. A... Yeah, Wilhelmina Chambers. <laughs> Wilhelmina Billy Chambers. <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of good comedy and action on that show too. And um, it's like a, it's like for those that don't know, it's basically like Miami Vice, but updated for the early 2000s. Yeah, I mean, 2002. You can buy it on DVD. It's not like a you know made on demand. It's a real DVD. So um, it's like. But it's it's very simple. The concept is very similar yeah. to Miami Vice. It's but they just kind of modernized it for that time period a little bit. And there's almost always a good guest star. Uh, I just on got every to the Robert Forster one. Like, well, he plays got... uh, Fascinelli's dad, and he yeah. shows up a couple times throughout the show. Ray, 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 because you know, yeah, yeah his Van name Ray, is... <laughs> Van Ray or Donovan. That's what his real full name is. That's what uh, Robert calls him. Right, right. It's like, and um, and also his undercover name is Van Strummer. <laughs> <laughs> Such a cool name. Well, it's not thinking about Max Drummer in Expendables 3. Yeah. Played by Harrison Ford. Like, oh, right. Yes. <laughs> it's like Colonel Max Drummer. Of course, <laughs> that's his name. <laughs> well, it's just a very sport. Stallone name. I'm, I'm uh, guessing Stallone came up with that. I had to. It's like, it could be I don't know, uh, Max Drummer. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, and, uh, I'm Harrison Ford. <laughs> well, didn't he say it like. I've never seen any of these Expendables yeah. movies. I've never yeah. seen them. Like, get off my plane. Like, he didn't, <laughs> he, he did seem kind of confused in Expendables yeah. 3. Like, he didn't really know what was going on or why he was there exactly, which kind of adds to the fun. That's what's so funny because you remember the beginning of Expendables, or for the, most of the beginning, they're, they're talking. So Harrison Ford and Stiller are talking about Conrad Stonebanks played by Bill Gibson. <laughs> He's, and, Mel, and, uh, Harrison Ford's like had a suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and then, then he's flying a helicopter and um and then like Romania or whatever. Yes. Like, yep. Yes. <laughs> but that's you know uh, it's classic Stallone and you know because I thought I would have to wait for the moment when Stallone angrily yells Stonebanks, but no. it happens literally in like the first ten minutes. It, and like he sees him they're on a mission and then he sees yeah. mel gibson and he goes stonebags <laughs> and it's like okay i'm enjoying this now um, i enjoyed every minute of it i mean not that i didn't before but you know i was a little wary going in because i just watched it recently for the first time and it took uh, me forever to get to it took me almost uh, 10 years to finally just kind of buckle and watch it and like well, I, I was yeah well i'm sorry i was wary i think like you were that it was a uh, initially and originally originally rated uh pg-13 yeah. so i think okay what's this and but then you know we watched the, an unrated version on blu-ray and it, it's it's definitely in the vein of the other two i mean it's, it's yeah, i don't it's think it's really a step down really it's kind of like a lot like the other two so if you like those you'll like it well, i'm hoping Xenomals 4 sports come out this year um it's good well well, I hope so, too. And if it's rated R, we'll go see it in the theater. If it's not, we have to wait for Blu-ray. I'll wait for Blu-ray because I don't want to see that. Because I know that Andy Garcia is in it. It's like, uh-huh. no, I know it's Andy Garcia. He's been a little lazy lately. Or Andrew Garcia. 
He well, I mean, he's been acting Gale. for like 40 years. I mean, come on, you're, you're criticizing him for being lazy? I don't no, know. Lazy by being not yelling anymore, maybe because oh. he's old. Oh. Remember if you've seen Night Falls in Manhattan, you've seen that. Yes, right? I have seen that, yes. Like, Dad, what are you doing, Dad? Dad! <laughs> <laughs> I remember liking that movie. Oh, I, I think just, like, that, it. What, I don't remember Lumet. it too much. Sydney Lumet, yeah. It's, he's yeah, it's, good. Yeah, he, he usually delivers the goods in some way. Um, but uh, our action stars yeah. and, and, okay uh, so why don't so, you set up why or how you came up with these particular action stars okay well i have to sing the song or not uh, all right i'll sing it should have been an action star mm. <laughs> so we have well it's a big it's like to, well we have topo but i think we've used topo before because in the news a few weeks ago topo was you know said to be a Mossad agent a real one mm-hmm and we've said that before as a joke. So if instead of Fittler on the roof, he's now an assassin on the roof. Right, which makes sense because an assassin would be on the roof. Exactly. Right? So that makes out, sense. Shooting out of all his targets. So then we thought, well, what about zero Mostel? Right. It has zero tolerance for the bad guys. <laughs> if he had to be in a remake of Zero Tolerance and Robert Patrick, it's zero Mostel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and th- there's other two guys that probably, you know, wanted to not be typecast as the stereotypical jews you know what yeah. if they wanted to do some kind of people comedian. too like because yeah. he's in the producers i can't even think of those zero mostel movie besides producers in Fid- fiddler on the roof right or is that total oh, no, topol okay. is, is fiddler and then zero mostel is the producers but right. i mean his name is zero which is um pretty interesting and unusual i mean i can't think of anyone else named zero well that's made me think there's not many people with numbers for names you know we got zero mostel yeah we got i guess 11 from singer things <laughs> right six, played by jenna van oy from blossom <laughs> wow you've done your research a number of people yeah i can't think of it, but no one's ever well, named five <laughs> there's steve five from oh, the steve hills. five from the hills or how about anyone named four three uh, well, there was that episode of Seinfeld where George wanted to name the baby Seven, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> and there's 3J from Family Matters. Right. right. There's something. Yeah. So you, how about an Expendables type movie where they're all together? <laughs> because they hey. all have numbered names. <laughs> yeah. So it's all the number named people. Hey, 15. How you doing? You know, it's like. <laughs> well, I don't know how crazy we're going to get here. but No, uh, but this. I like to see Zero Mostel and something else. He would be like the mentor. He'd be like the Barney Ross of of that, where he's like the mentor to all the other name people. Because he's zero. He's the first one. So yeah, he, we call it Ground Zero. We can call ground it. Zero, sure. <laughs> and so he has to go, get all – it's like assembling a team. He assembles all these yeah. people. You know, and I when don't know. When it comes to like Ground Zero, I'm thinking maybe like – it won't be about like 9-11 or something, but it would be like – It'll be like ground zero for the like crack dealers in the neighborhood. You know, yeah, so they have to clean exactly. up the neighborhood. It's like this is ground zero. So he takes out it's like it's like it's kind of an old shotgun. It'd be like Deathworks three, I guess. Oh yeah, hopefully. Yeah. If, if it's any he's, good, it will be. He blasts everybody, he blasts Alex <laughs> Winter or whatever. But it's just like <laughs> that's what three J would be doing. Yeah, three J instead of Alex Winter. It'd be three J, it'd be uh Jenna Van Oy, maybe that could be uh his daughter. Right. <laughs> So yeah, and that's almost like a uh, no subject idea we would do with connoisseur. So exactly, uh, we'll have to ask him about that next time we talk to him. So I'm looking at Zero Mostel's career. He's only uh-huh. in 34 credits. You know, well, I think he was mostly a stage actor from that. Right, long. that's the thing. You know, he's in, hmm. Have you seen a movie called Mastermind from 1976? Mm-hmm. And he plays Inspector Hoku Ichihara. <laughs> what? He's he's like a Japanese. He's man. a Japanese guy. 
interesting. Uh, and also well, they did that all the time back then, you know, well, Mickey Rooney yeah, and like uh, Breakfast yeah. at Tiffany's. It's like <laughs> Charlie Chan wasn't really Chinese for most of that run, I don't think. <laughs> exactly. So uh, 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 John Wayne. Oh, that's right. Oh, uh, Genghis Khan, uh, the Conqueror. Yeah. So, Matt Damon. Yeah. Oh, was Matt Damon? Oh, <laughs> I guess technically he was Japanese in the Great Wall. And Matt Damon, I guess. He has like a Japanese-esque hairstyle. Like, <laughs> well, that's all it takes, really. Yeah, to become he has Japanese, like a, kind, of, yeah. Uh, kind of the man bun kind of look. Right, and you know, and, uh, Keanu Reeves it was uh, in the 47 Ronin. Whoa, I'm part of the 47 Ronin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you just saved me two hours. I don't know. That's, no. You're not really missing much. It's it's. I've never seen such an okay movie in my life as 47 Ronin is. It's, there's a sequel, you know. 48 Ronin? Well, basically, well, basically, it's called like Blade of the 47 Ronin. That's Mark Dacascos. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it it's on Netflix. But. We could probably uh, get to our uh, okay. Subject. So we had a yeah. All right. So we zero. We did zero. Um, <laughs> and the boys. Zero boys. Yeah, zero boys. Uh, who, who directs that? Was Nico Nico Mastarakis. Well, he's kind of connected to our kind of subject a little bit, which is Lloyd A. Samandel or right, Lloyd, Lloyd Samandel. Andrew Samandel. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, see, the thing is, usually when we talk about one person, I try to come up with some background, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I had every intention of doing a deep background on Lloyd Samandel because people probably don't know who he is or only have slightly heard the name. I thought, okay, I'm going to do a lot of background on this guy. I'm going to do a big breakdown of his life. There is nothing out there on him. <laughs> yeah, no. There's really nothing. He's like a mystery, which is kind of interesting in itself um but anyway here here's the full background that we could find okay. on lloyd samandel after okay, extensive looking <laughs> he's a producer director and writer lloyd a samandel was born on this, uh, september 6 1948 in krakow poland and that's it <laughs> wow um so so that's he's amazing. a polish born guy who is in the movie industry in, in various different capacities but he does have one thing that tends to unite his productions which is whipping yes <laughs> a lot, almost all of his movies feature women whipping each other basically yeah. right or exactly. basically that's or women in prison type things in like eastern europe yes like chained all these chained he movies we'll be talking about shortly so i'm gonna yeah so that's lloyd samandel i uh as far as the background you know, he he's an important part of direct-to-video history, and that's why we're is. talking about him. You know, he's provided a lot of content for cable and, and video stores over the years. His name might be not the most well-known in the world, but that's why we're talking about him. So you're going to run down some Samandal stuff, and we're going to yes. see what we can talk about. I'm going to run down between his directing and producing credits. So we're going to – well, he start, his first movie was Autumn Born with uh, Dorothy Stratton. Interesting start to his career. I've never seen that. Um, but it's, so it's like the beginning of him. These women in prison are like being chained up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. his forte. Yeah. Dorothy Strad, I know the she got killed by uh, in, you know, Star 80, right? Don't, don't say Eric Roberts. He, um, I didn't know she uh, got killed by Eric Snyder, right? Played oh. by Eric Roberts. Is that his name? Snyder? Paul I, Snyder. Oh, from I, sorry. That's that's impressive that you have that off the top of your head. Yeah, that sounds right. So we'll go with it. But Star 80, that's a good movie. I remember that's liking that. That's a good that. movie. I think I watched it a couple of years ago. It's like, well, as a huge Eric Roberts fan, you know, he even said, like, that's my my most favorite role, but the most scariest, you know, which is something because he did like 5000 roles after that. But uh, <laughs> um, would it be great yeah. if we just kind of kept on that? It was like, hit, you know, I know he needs the work. 
Eric Roberts. He has like really like 500 credits on TV. And all like little like kind of one-off roles that we've yeah. seen him in. Yeah, or like nowadays he'll appear on like a Skype screen and um, that's his role, <laughs> I guess. I mean, good for him, you know, no that's complaints. But, um, but, so, I, all right, so it started with Autumn Bourne. Right, 1979. Then he made another movie called Ladies of the Lotus, which I've been looking for. Um, yeah, one of again, these kind of prison things. But we're going to talk uh, about movies we've seen, which will be okay. Ultimate Desires from 1991. Okay. Yes, I've seen so, that. Has Mark Singer. Yes. And um, Tracy Scoggins. Yes, it's and, it's an ET as we call them, an erotic yes. thriller basically. Is that the one with that like crazy corporate board, the secret <laughs> shadowy organization? Yes, yes, it has like some sort of secret board like kind of controlling people, and it yes. was like, supposed to be the big twist. Well, pretty much. I mean, we do see it in the. It's not a spoiler per se. We do see it throughout the movie. I mean, it's not like it's something that shows up right at the end. Um, but well, that does set it apart from other ETs that exactly. has this weird like. What do you call that? One of those weird corporate shadowy boardroom <clears throat> things. Well, the smoky backroom deal kind yes. of things. Yeah, but it's more than that. It's like it's like not a supernatural exactly, but it, you know, it's almost like sci-fi a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like they turned into a sci-fi kind of a shadowy organization that usually just see people on a TV screen saying, "We're going to control you right now." <laughs> yeah, and usually, or maybe never, do you see that in an erotic thriller. So that's kind of interesting. See, it, and maybe some of them touch upon that a little bit, like Blind Date, the, the Nico Mastarakis. Um, mm. But but they he really kind of goes full hog into the into the crazy town on that one a, a little bit. That's because you know, and the plot of the movie is that Tracy Scoggins is, is a public defender whose life gets turned upside down, and she has to go undercover as a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And like that sounds like a ET. Absolutely, okay, classic ET setup. And there's also like a, a secret brooch that some uh, Brian James is trying to find. Mm, oh, so that's like the MacGuffin, as they say, yeah. like the disc or the the ledgers. These ledger, yeah. <laughs> I have these ledgers. <laughs> they they put these dirty cops in a ledger. You know, that's what usually happens. I think that happens. Yeah, they, in the movie. They, yeah, they open oh, up yeah. a ledger and they write "dirty cop number one." <laughs> then they, they just write it explicitly <laughs> out, "corrupt cop," and then you yeah, have to, corrupt cop yeah. one. But people somehow know it's like you know. Paul Jones, like Officer yeah. Paul Jones, like no, it's like, <laughs> it's like it's, yeah, that's why they can't find those ledgers. It's very explicitly laid out in those ledgers. And then what happens is with these ledgers is that these like these like kind of cop hitmen that come after led people with the ledger, and then <laughs> like you know almost like uh, the Pelican Brief. That's about kind of a ledger. Well, I'm sure it is, but it's not you the most exciting story. ledger movie uh, from what I remember. <laughs> well, I only remember this a ledger in the movie Cleaner with Samuel Jackson and Ed Harris. It's kind of a underrated movie. And I think the Black Caesar or Hell Up in Harlem, there's a lot with ledgers in that, I think. But anyways, but there's no ledgers. In, we're talking about a brooch no. now. We're talking about a brooch and an international conspiracy and ultimate desires. So, now, so interesting movie. I mean, that's definitely. what I think. It's very interesting. I think we have to people can find out. it. Yeah, I, I would recommend it. If we're going on. See, we're going by the Samandal standard. Like, it's not like I would recommend this movie to, like, a normal person, but if you're already interested in Samandal and you're listening to this, I would say that's one of the first ones you should probably check out. I agree with that, because then, then you get you, then you then get to the weirder portion, which I'm going to <laughs> Right, to. as if that wasn't weird enough, but <laughs> it, it actually gets weirder, yeah. So, uh, Chain Heat 2, which yes. has Bridget Nielsen is our next movie we're going to talk yes. about from 1993. You've seen this. You know, I have like, seen it. I, my memory is, I mean, I probably last saw it on cable back 
in the old days or you oh, know the, the 90s. classic you know, but it's a classic women in prison yes they're sent to a check prison and then they, <laughs> you know they whip each other yeah <laughs> and bridget nielsen plays magda and she's the, the warden. warden yeah she's the yeah. warden and also kimberly cates in this from, oh yeah uh, armstrong right and a bunch of other things i i, I like her from what i remember I mean, this is a movie you watch, you know, it's like, okay, I, see, I heard Chain Heat. <laughs> Chain Heat 2. Uh, this is Chain Heat 3, isn't there? Chain Heat 3, which I'm going to mention right after this. It's, oh. like, it's like Chain Heat. Uh, I could see people at the video store. If you go back into like, I think I've heard of Chain Heat. If you got Erica Strada, one of those people, right? Yeah. Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, she's pretty good looking. I want to <laughs> check it out. <clears throat> hey, I mean, this movie's stupid. I, I don't know if people went through that trajectory. Oh, okay. Exactly, because my guess is that people a know what they're getting into with Chain Heat yeah, too. So I don't Chain think they're going to be have that disappointed tone of voice. They go, "Hey, there's no bait and switch here." <laughs> that, there really is a good point. It, it says what's on the tin. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's the type of movie you'd see on Skinamax in 1995. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's right. It's like on like 2 a.m. Yeah. Um, I think I would check it out though. I think, see, here's the thing: most Amanda movies are worth checking out for the most part. I mean, if not for, <clears throat> for the weirdness factor alone. I mean, the thing is, yes, that's kind of the space where he lives. Like, if we're trying to give people a picture of Samandal, like Skinamax, 3 a.m. 1995. That's like yeah. his. That's his time. You know, Perfect. that's like that's like <laughs> description. That's that's where he lives. Basically, that's where all this material belongs. <laughs> Because he had a deal with uh, that that video company that I like, which is MTI. Oh, he had a deal video. with MTI. It seems like because most of his movies came out then. Because one of his next, well, I'm I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but Chain Heat Three, Hell Mountain, mm-hmm. which you watch and it's yes. completely out of it's nuts. This is where it gets really crazy. Because that's where they're like digging tunnels. It's like these or something. They have like yeah. these buckets of rocks and like these women are <laughs> <laughs> carrying it's them just around. It's a lot of bucket and bucket carrying and like whipping of, and they were in the same clothes all white like there's like a like a toga kind of yeah <laughs> yeah i think this is where he gets into his toga phase where most yeah. of the women are wearing these sort of white gowns um yeah so but the plot of this one it, <laughs> okay in the post-apocalyptic future the world is completely destroyed and ruled by a tyrannical striker and he controls the unique source of food and uses young women as slaves mm-hmm. to explore the mines in the Hell Mountain. And, you know, um, Jack Scalia is in this movie. Right, yeah. Um, Bentley Mitchum. Yep. So, Looks exactly like David Cross. Yeah, he, he does. <laughs> what? In, uh, what was that stupid movie? Oh, um, Death Train. Right. And he, from what I remember, he kind of does in this, too. <laughs> the thing about Jack Scalia... He made a movie, uh, Lord Samantha, called Acts of War. I always wanted to see that. I always bought a bunch of Jack Scalia movies a few weeks ago. Uh, Tall, Dark, and Handsome. <laughs> Is that Kim a TV Delaney. movie? The TV movie, yeah. I hear Act of War is really kind of garbagey, kind of garbagey fun. Oh, maybe you'll get it someday. Do you, how about this? I have a memory. Uh, remember he played the president in Endgame of <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr.? He was the president? I'll be wow. briefly. But in the movie Endgame, the president, let's just say, passes away. So you only see him. We don't see him that much. Well, he was in that movie with the uh, High Commodore. Wasn't he? Uh, <laughs> the silencers? Yes. High Commodore. 
you know, I think because Condor was very popular. You know, you got, uh, you know, Alf and like E.T., but he's like a full grown human. Yeah. And Mac and me. And uh, don't forget about <laughs> did, that. Did you ever see Mac and me? I only see yes. the clip that Paul Rudd shows. Like, totally. <laughs> no, I know that famous clip where he's rolling down yeah. the hill. No, I yes, yeah. I have seen it a long time ago. Um, you know, I, there's some there's some good moments. <laughs> I think it's really expensive to find on VHS. I think DVD is readily available for the most part. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the VHS is hard because, you know, these kids today actually remember it and have some memories (laughs) about it. But, you know, if you want to see the movie, I would actually recommend the movie because it's so I kind of want to watch it. And same with – what's the other one? It's very similar. um, Came on Vidmark. Nuki. Oh, Nuki. Yeah, Nuki. Yeah. Yeah. And that other one with Trumpy, actually. Remember, it's – um, Jandy? No, Jandy? not that Trumpy. Um, <laughs> it's about an alien. <clears throat> and um, uh, I don't remember. Severin that. is releasing it. Um, oh, really? That's it's directed exciting. by yeah the guy who directed Pieces um, and uh, uh, Supersonic Man. Um, so it'd, it'd be easy enough to find. But anyway, that's another alien movie that's very similar about an alien. Yeah, but that was Nuki. You know, Nuki came out, but there's also you know. Ghoulies, Critters, Munchie. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't see a lot of those. Um, I mean, I hear Munchies is kind of fun. And I know Ghoulies, they go to college. Yeah. <laughs> did Munchies ever do anything? I mean, did they ever go anywhere, like college? or? Well, see, there's uh, Munchie, I think. And then I think there's Munchies. It's one of oh, those. okay. So it's like Alien and Aliens. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I have an idea for the sequel for Aliens. Oh, what's it called? For Alien. Aliens. It's like... <laughs> It's like, well, it's 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 minimalistic. I mean, I guess it, <laughs> which you said you never seen. Right? No, I've never seen any of the alien movies. Um, you didn't see well, yeah, but I have seen alien. Contamination numerous times. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was good. There's a lot of alien knockoffs, you know. Yes, and that's said to be one of them. So we'll go back. To, so Hell Mountain, I think <laughs> that's where like let's get let's get insane. It's just like nothing really makes makes much sense. It's all a bunch of goofiness, but you can't really help but enjoy it. So I'm gonna go to our next Samandal, which a movie I don't think you've seen. So, which is Lethal Target. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, we'll go back to that in a second. Heaven's Tears. That's like a serious drama right. for Lloyd Samandal. So it's kind of like the, he's like the Uwe Ball of his time, where he <laughs> would occasionally make a serious movie instead of the yes. silly movies. And I watched it fairly recently, so I thought, well, I knew we were going to do Samantha Pod, so let me at least finally watch Heaven's Tears. It's really hard to find. Uh, the plot is a Nazi officer falls in love with, like, kind of a teenage girl, so it's kind of like Lolita a little bit. And there's, like, an evil woman who has a whipping fetish because, mm-hmm. you know, Nazi stuff. And then it's like a forbidden romance. It's like 90% romance, 10% like light war action. And, uh, yeah, Beatna Pozniak plays uh, the like the, the Nazi sister. So okay, um, <laughs> I, 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 I know, it's hard. To, it's well, it's an interesting watch. You know, it came like it was like right straight to block, uh, blockbuster because like now coming soon the blockbuster. <laughs> and there's these trailers for all these, these other silly movies, but then he's like, here's like the serious war drama. Like two left shoes is the two left shoes. Two left, yes, it is two left shoes. Don't we all have that when we start dancing? Uh, apparently. <laughs> now, here's another movie you have seen. We've both seen Dangerous Prey. Uh, Shannon Weary. 
Oh yeah, I think that's what this is one of the better Samandals from what I remember. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? So the plot in this one, <laughs> here it comes. Uh, trip through Europe, a woman gets abducted and soon finds herself in a training facility for female mercenaries. So it's instead of them, her being like in a prison or a cave, now she's like La Femme Nikita. Right. Shannonary plays. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, well, she has to kind of break out or something. Yeah. And when they're doing the action stuff, it's fun. She has like these goofy one-liners. It's like, time, I don't, it's like you're time to die. <laughs> and uh, Kiara Hunter. Mm-hmm. I, think I, like, uh, I don't really remember who that is. I think she's like Miss Canada, Miss Canada, you know, <laughs> 1995. That was on the box. And then uh, Beatrice D. Borg. <laughs> also in this movie. Sounds okay. like a robot. Uh, let's see if there's any other Samandals. No, just this one. Um, I guess this one, I would check this one out for sure, Dangerous Brick, because it has more to it than the ones that are, you know, in the mines. Yeah, no, I would <clears throat> I would agree. Yeah. And let's jump to another one, which is a movie you also have seen, Dark Confessions. Right, Rita Riffle. So, Rita Riffle. So here's the plot. A hundred people can guess. Uh, do you want to guess what the you know the plot? Well, I know the plot, so you might as well just yeah. read it. All right, two American women are blackmailed into becoming sexual slaves, indentured, and then uh, it's all about these slave things again. There's and Rita Riffle plays like the slave owner, right? She, right. She's like the warden. She, you know, she's yeah. like the um, the Brigitte Nielsen role kind of exactly. The, and then nothing really made sense, and it has that, and on the VHS and DVD. There's that weird noise, so people check this out. It's like this weird kind of scratchy noise. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I mean, I re- I remember you mentioning this, but I don't remember it right now. I thought it was a DVD kind of offering issue, or whatever. It sounds nerdy, but it's also on the tape. So there's something went wrong when they when they transferred both things. <laughs> like that. <laughs> and the fact that it's on the DVD and the tape is, you know, kind of a dead giveaway that something went wrong. That's so weird. I thought, oh, okay, I'll get rid of the DVD, I'll get the tape. No more of that weird noise. Oh, it's still there. <laughs> so. But I did watch it. I don't remember it being yeah. that, like, terrible. Uh, it's not a terrible movie. It's just no, that, no, I mean the, the noise. Oh, the noise. Oh, okay. Also, well. Well, and it's not a terrible movie either, but it's this one's a little bit more of a standard, Samandal. This is so standard. Because there's. I wish he had more plots in his movies that he can kind of, like, care about more. Because, yeah. you know. These white slavery kind of things, it's like, if you just had a real streamlined plot about it, I think you would get more hooked in. It's just them, like, going to the mines, picking up rocks, you know. Like, well, for the, in that one movie, there's rock picking. But the thing is, he did do this plot or some slight variation of it over and over and over. Yeah. And, uh, so if you've seen more than one, it starts to seem very familiar. Oh, absolutely. And we, I also watched another Lord's Tomato. It's not... It has Kari words, or it's fatal. It's called fatal conflict. Fatal conflict. <laughs> mm. Most of his movies are on Tubi. These kind of actiony Samandal alien knockoffs. Um, it's a cool idea, but you know, it's one of these you know space prison slogs. Right. So, so occasionally it'll change it up, and it'll be a prison in space, or it'll be you know take place in medieval times or something. Exactly. But it's you know basically the same thing. Yeah, and this one, Kari Wurr plays Sasha Burns, and she's like a, you know, trying to stop like this kind of evil, like it's kind of half alien race, half like evil 
general guy played by Leo Rossi. And then also Jennifer Rubin and Miles O'Keefe are hanging around. No. I mean, the the plot is very lame. And then the the pacing of the movie is very slack because it's just, just running around a spaceship. Yeah. See, I don't, don't like, like movies like that, which is one of the reasons why I've never seen Alien. Or Alien You're not missing much if you don't like that type of stuff. I just don't. I mean, I, I don't have as much of a problem with sci-fi as maybe I used to. I'm open to sci-fi things, but when it's just a bunch of people floating around on a spaceship, it doesn't really do much for me. Cause see, they're in, it's kind of like prison. I mean, like you're in one location. Yeah, there's I don't really like those exception. either. I mean, death warrant, fine. Hard justice well, is fine. Well, yeah, because those are action movies, really. Yeah. But space is like, oh, you're in space. It's like, so you're not really but, going anywhere because you can't go just, outside. No, you're going someplace very, very slowly. So it's like, right, like Star Trek and Worf and Quark and other stuff. <laughs> Right, and, and yeah, you know, all those types of Frakes. great characters. And, yeah. yeah, Elmo and Big Bird. And, uh, or, <laughs> They're uh, in Star Trek. I mean, they be like they dress up for like a special Star Trek special. And well, they like, did want to launch Big Bird into space at one time. Who oh, oh, NASA? Really? Like, did, yeah, but, but they said just, the suit was too big, so they couldn't do it. But the guy, there's a guy in the suit. <laughs> yeah, I know. They don't care about him. They just wanted Big Bird to go into space. It would just be like kind of a deflated suit. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, that was option B, but they didn't go yeah. with that either. Well, remember when Lance Bass wanted to go into space? It's um, like, remember that? Sure. Well, yeah, because what's his name wanted to do like a space bus where you kind of like, it's like going on the bus, but you go into space and you kind of yeah. like drive around and look at space and then you you land and i think bass wanted to do that for some reason i think he did like all this kind of astronaut training but then they realized well this is not working out so what a waste of time well he tried i mean but isn't a seat on that space bus like fifty thousand dollars or oh, he can or more it, yeah. well he can yeah he can afford it he, but. he can afford it he has buy 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 money yeah he so does it's like <laughs> well don't we all but well like, <laughs> i don't i don't i don't have any <laughs> I don't know any other ending songs besides that one. It's like, it's like that is just bye bye bye. It's kind of like, like yeah. bay 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 from. Oh uh, yeah, from your your great favorite. Uh, Real chance I love right. So yeah. Like, Maybe that's where it came from. <laughs> it came around the same time frame, kind of. It's like in the mid two thousands, we just loved these kind of weird off like these off brand rapper people being in love. Sure, of course. Real and chant. I don't know who these people are. It's like, <laughs> well, that's not important. They, they just they wanted to uh, have that title, a real chance. Let's let's bring that long. back though. Let's kind of bring back these kind of weird dating shows. Now it's just like you, The Bachelor or whatever. Let's bring back like Real Chance of Love, or uh, uh, Tequila Tequila. Tequila Tequila should come back. Brett Michaels should come back. Oh, Rock of Love or Daisy of Love. You know, we don't wow. have that anymore. No, I guess we don't, but uh, we should. I mean, like, we used to, like, do these wacky things for money. And, like, you know, you just, it's like jumping this, you know, huge vat of oatmeal. And, and oh, you can like have Fear a Factor? Chance. Oh. Like, oh, 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 I thought you were talking about, like, Fear Factor. Well, that too. But you still have to do these wacky challenges and these, like, dating reality shows from the 2000s. I think you need to go back to Samandal. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I could talk about Real Chance of Love all day, but. Okay, so our next movie is ones that were are going to be probably. Oh, okay, let's talk about. Um, we watched this somewhat recently, Slaves of the Realm. Right, Slaves of the Realm. Right. Where uh, this time, uh, 
Sable from right. WWF slash yes. E yes. is doing – was she doing the whipping or is she, she getting was. whipped? Yes. Yeah, she was doing the whipping. Okay, yes. so she's like the Rena Riffle or the Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, and, and this, the plot is a group of uh, princesses, which they spelled wrong at IMDb, mm-hmm. have to be rescued from kidnappers. So, so a new king can select his bride. Uh-huh. Okay, so that takes a really long time to get going. <laughs> if you remember, they're all this is total Samandal mine whipping movie. And so somehow in that plot, they, I'm sure it does. Well, it, all these movies could be repeated footage, as far as I know. But uh, <laughs> somehow in that plot about princesses and things, it, he managed to sneak in uh, whipping and some of the same I, themes. Well, do you remember when she, she's like wearing a cloak? He's like. I must yes. come to the castle. It's like <laughs> Pretty much. And there was a tough find on VHS and DVD. And uh, Stable made a few other ones of Samandal that I can't find at all. Those are really hard to find. Oh, Ariana's Quest or Treasure Kingdom and The Final Victim. I mean, those probably just came out in a theater in Bulgaria and uh, like you'll never find them. I'll maybe. never find it. And if, let's say I find DVD, it'd probably be all in like check and the, there's no english audio or something like right that, it'd so. be something like that yeah but you know never say never i mean who knows one day you could be a goodwill and there it is it could be like diamond cartel you know diamond cartel that's what i said yeah. i walked in diamond, diamond cartel, cartel. <laughs> so you really should never say never you might find these movies you someday never, you just never know but you never know what you're gonna find well like yeah. what we just found at goodwill the other day which was a screener for the very boring movie the good shepherd uh, well, for your consideration. Video. For your consideration. Yeah, it's for an Oscar consideration DVD. How the heck did it get from, like, let's say LA, where it probably was uh, manufactured? Right. Had to, to have been, right? Yeah, to Connecticut. It's like, I, who knows? That's that's the mystery of Goodwill. I don't know how these things get to where they get. It's just, I don't know. But, uh, you know, too bad it was in a screener for something more interesting. Yeah. Like, I would say, how about the final victim or Ariana's quest? <laughs> yeah, like... exactly. That was I'm sure those <laughs> were submitted for Oscar consideration. Why not them? And I noticed that um, MTI also, you know, New York Entertainment, mm-hmm. they put out Bound Cargo. <laughs> the there's some animal movie. I almost bought it, but I didn't want to pay about $30 for uh, yet another whipping movie. Yeah. But. Never say never on that one. Never say never. You might. If, what if you found it for a lower price, like five dollars? I, I would definitely buy it. Because if you look at the back of the DVD, it's the same picture three times. <laughs> it's so funny. And that might make it worth it owning just for that. I agree. And let's also forget he executive produced the Immortal, the Lorenzo Lamas show. Oh, that that and has to like, be his most high profile credit that right wouldn't that be great it's like if they, they got llamas to be in a samandal movie but no whipping or anything like that but we had be kind of we just so weird so wacky it's like and that you didn't know what's like going on yeah so it'd be like swordsman 2 kind of meets yeah you know, oh could you do like swords of the 3. realm yeah oh, so, oh that'd be perfect that's perfect yeah. for samandal he, he does sequels he you know he doesn't care about really coherency at all so it'd uh, be perfect no. <laughs> because he also directed a movie uh, which I'm trying to get. Well, there's remember Ripper, a, a letter of murder. I think I have AJ Cook from uh, Criminal Minds. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Did I watch? There's that? a sequel. Uh, uh, my tape's a little wonky. I, I uh, can't remember if I've seen that or not. I definitely I watched have. it. The audio and video were just kind of washed out. I need yeah. to maybe get a better copy. 
he made a sequel called Ripper 2 Letter from Within. Uh-huh. And I'm has, guessing not too many people have seen that. but uh, No, it's kind of hard to find. Um, wow, who's in that? No one really. Aaron oh. Carplunk. Oh. Okay. Carpluk? Um, I've actually okay. heard of this actress because she's in this movie Ray Liotta called, well, the remake of the movie Suddenly. Oh, I don't know why. Okay. And directed by Uwe Ball. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. I remember that. It's like, what's really weird about that remake of Suddenly is that, like, Ray Liotta is like a sheriff on the case, and like his stepson is named Pidge. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it's like Pidge. Pidge I can't do Ray Liotta. <laughs> oh, I can't. I was like, you, you rat. You know, it's like Pidge, you rat. It's like, what the? Well, um, you know. I don't know. In movies, I prefer a name like that to just uh, someone named Joe or Bill. You know, like to me, I don't like the I, I don't like boring names necessarily in movies. Like, oh, here's Joe. It's like, okay, great. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather have someone be named October or Swank right. than yeah. uh, than yes, than you I, know. I, you know I like what I mean? So, alive. Uh, yeah, I like, yeah. I like a fun name. So yeah. yeah, I mean, movies should have at least one fun name. Well, Maybe not everyone. You know. Oh well. Now we're getting into more romantic territory, you know. Romantic. <laughs> so you know, yeah, good old Pidge. Let's see what Pidge is up to today. Nothing much. Okay, so let's go back to Samandal, uh movies we've seen. So we're gonna go to because I have to go back. Okay. Okay. We're, I'm, I'm running down everything. Might as well. This is this. Maybe well, how much the only Samandal. A fair amount of them doing producer and director, which I've been jumping around between. Um, but we'll let's go with the ones we've seen, which is uh, Empire of Ash. Right. Also known as Maniac Warriors. Yes. Okay. So, so this is somewhat towards the beginning, right? Because aren't these from the 80s and AIP from, really soon? Yeah. Them? It's from 1988. We probably talked about this during AIP. I'm sure we uh, did. Because we'll I remember all the confusion again. between Empire of Ash 2 and Empire of Ash 3, and they're like the same yeah. movie. Well, or there, One there of them doesn't no exist. Yeah. There's Empire of Ash, nothing, nothing, nothing. Empire of Ash 3. So there's no two oh, and a, a Rocket Hat. There's a Rocket yeah, Hat. Rocket Hat is a Maniac Warriors, yes. So let's That's talk all about I got. AIP, Rocket Hat, and uh, there's no part two. That's, that's literally all I remember. Yeah. The plot is that in a post-apocalyptic future, <laughs> Uh, cities have been destroyed, so the survivors roam the remaining forest. An aggressive traveling gang of maniac warriors named Lard, mm-hmm. which stands for, oof, okay, leukocytes, equi- <laughs> acquisitors for remission of disease. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Go around terrorizing, killing people, and then um, it's like a road warrior, you know. Yeah, knockoff. knockoff. Yeah, low budget, so, you know, AIP. Um yeah, I yeah, I mean, I guess I do kind of remember these. Yeah, I mean, this was before he got onto his whole whipping craze. Exactly. Well, so there's, there's no some, whipping. No, there's no whipping, but there's some wacky kind of like, I guess I could say this S and M kind of material with one of the characters. Oh, geez, so, I, I don't remember that. Well, I'm reading. But, I'm reading some of the description and what I remember. Um, well, maybe it was cool. Was the beginning of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like we said, try to imagine a Ron Marchini movie without Ron Marchini. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the main villainess has crimped hair, and they play uh, Gunsmoke and Akari Warriors on a post-apocalyptic Nintendo. So it's and not all bad. Akari Warriors, that's a tough game, I think, right? I me- yeah, I remember it being tough. It's very slow-moving. Like, the characters don't move very fast. <laughs> Almost like the movie game? itself. 
What's the awesome uh, game you have? Um, oh, Jackal. Yeah, Jackal. Yeah. Um, right, so now, but, now we'll okay, so that's Empire of Ash. Empire of Ash. Check it out. Also known as Maniac Warriors and AIP home video. <laughs> then we'll go to Last of the Warriors. Because um, he, he and his buddy Michael Mazzo produce and direct a lot of these movies. So, okay, so but those, of, he, those are the more the American ones. Like when he yeah. was shooting in Bulgaria and Romania, he was yeah, kind of off on his own. Yeah. Yeah. Last of the Warriors, 1989. We, we've, I think we talked about this already because we did the last episode. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. you know, William Smith plays a guy named the Grand Shepherd. And then it's very, very ridiculous. Uh, and, you know, just post-apocalyptic Canadian forest. You know, it's like... Okay. <laughs> but it's... And now there's two rocket hats. Oh. Yeah. Well, so I guess, you know, when if you improve things, you got to go big or go home, you know. <laughs> we all want a rocket hat. It's like, of course, I think you only get one shot. You know, it's like, how do you get... <laughs> it's not like a, a boomerang or something will come back. No, well, I would hope not. Isn't it a rocket? You don't want the rocket, rocket to come back and shoot you in the face. <laughs> no, but you can maybe like use some sort of special skill to like stop the rocket and put it back in your hat. Because how do you get a new rocket for your hat? In the um, <laughs> well, when you buy the hat, I think it comes with a couple rockets. So, it's also not forget about Dolores the computer in Last of the Warriors. Um, so she's very similar to Willard the robot rotor and Gertrude from The Protector, the movie with uh, Ed Marinero. Right, because everyone thought in the future we would have. Well, we do uh, have that. We do have uh, Siri and Siri and the other one, Alexa. Yeah. Right? So there, you know, Samandel was ahead of his time. I think of. there was something there in the eighties and nineties, right? And well, like VR, you know, it's like it was getting there. So now it's now it's everywhere. You know, now you talk about these chat bots and such. Like, didn't we watch that chatbot commercial or AI commercial yesterday? Yeah. I, I don't I'm, understand. It didn't look real. Is like, it supposed I to? No, but it's supposed to replace something. It's like... Life. It, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Very deep. We're going to be AI soon, huh? <laughs> well, no, we won't be. It'll just replace... You say, what does it replace? So it would be replacing us. Oh! Oh, yeah. Everything would be kind of a vast wasteland of computers and bits. So well, like, that's the world some people want. Just like those people who like wanted to go into comas to be in Pandora from Avatar. Oh, right. I forgot about them. Yes. No, I remember that now you, that you say yeah. it. Yes. That's weird. You know, Pandora, I've seen Avatar, and it's just a computer-generated like kind of blue forest. It's like it's not that exciting, really. It's just like a bunch of blue people. There's a little bit of the Smurfs. You know, I thought they wanted to be knocked out so they could be in that music app. Wait, wait. Oh, I like that. <laughs> and they get to control all the songs they want from Pandora. That's kind of cool. It's like your brain is now a Pandora app. Well, that's the world some people want us to be living in. Well, see, but, sometimes I think my brain's like a uh, jukebox. You know, it's gonna have these random songs stuck in my head. You know, it's like. Yeah, one minute it's docking, and the next minute it's uh, you know I don't know bang tango I, I, I don't know. <laughs> or it could be it could be anything because it just happens to you all the time. Like okay, oh I love me some docking. Oh no, why is there a Miley Cyrus song stuck in my head? Now? Oh well, like, I guess yeah, it, 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 it's it's nuts. It's, it's like, not always what you want. No, I was like, what? I didn't even hear it. It's like I, I hear well, something will remind song. you of it. Like you don't have to hear the song. Like something will remind you of it. Like that's all it really takes. Because see, because I. You know, it's, 
I go on Instagram all the time to you know check out my how my tapes are doing. So I just see all these other videos, and it's like some there's some Miley Cyrus song about buying people some flowers. I hear it all the time. It's like it's like I'm gonna buy some flowers. It's like <laughs> it's, well, this is news to me. I've this, never heard some, that. It must be a new Miley. I don't know. It oh. didn't sound very good to me. It's like it's all very ridiculous. So we're gonna go to our last two movies. Okay. Um, let's you want. To talk about uh, like a good jukebox kind of song that would stuck in your head. <laughs> I, it's but, never one song. I would, but it's not like it's kind of like you. It's it's not one song. It's you know some something will remind me of something else, and that's how it happens usually. Not interesting. See, that's how brains can never really replace. You know, AI can't replace brains. You know, I don't think so. This, this is the hot news of the you know, of the year. Yeah, everyone's talking about books. AI. Yeah. We had AI. It's called AI. It's, it's directed by Steven Spielberg and it has Jude <laughs> Law and Haley Joe Osment. So it's like, which I've never seen. Neither I hear I. it's boring. It's, it's, it it seems boring. I think the only reason why Steven Spielberg did that is because he wanted to have a, a title with two letters because he thought it would be a success. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, like directed E.T. E. Okay, how about AI? Yeah, and, uh, it's what you called Jurassic Park J.P. Yeah, I it's like, too. He probably wanted to. And then they said no. Well, look uh, at uh, LXG or MID, yeah. you know. Yeah, ID4. Or KOD, Kiss of the Dragon. Or Ukum. <laughs> Ultimate Killing Machine, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm Major Blevins. That's oh. Michael Madsen. Major I'm Blevins. guessing Michael Madsen, yeah. Well, he plays Major Blevins. Oh, like, well, that sounds right. It's <laughs> um, a garbage movie. You're just stuck in a stupid, like, building the whole time. It's It's trash. Except for Madsen, but he, 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 you should watch it just to see his disdain. Well, we just saw that in that Edgar Allan Poe, the fourth movie or whatever. Oh, <laughs> Primal Instinct. Yeah. Primal Instinct. Yeah, he's a lot of contempt in that. That punch that he was in, that was so funny. This great fight scene. Great. I yeah. mean, I've never seen a better fight scene. <laughs> okay, so we're in the last two movies here, mm-hmm. which are going to be Cracker Jack and Cracker Jack 2, you know, like a gay hostage strain. Right, okay, so, uh, so you're ending on a high. I'm ending I mean, on a high because... I know we kind of jumped around a lot with Samandal. Yeah, but we did it in an order that did still kind of make sense. So I, it didn't feel like you were jumping around to me. It felt kind of like in order because. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, I was, I yeah because. I was a tricky. Yeah. No, well, I, I get why, but the thing is, it, to me, it kind of made sense. You went through the, you know, the whipping, then AIP, then. Yeah. But no, you're you're ending on a high. I mean, we could talk about Cracker Jack. Well, I mean, we've done a lot of talking about Cracker Jack, too, but we'll we'll talk talk about about it some more. So it's Die Hard in a Hotel. It sure is, yeah. So Jack Wilde, played by Thomas Ian Griffith, an amazing name. Yeah. So he's the most awesome cop uh, ever. He's a Chicago cop on the edge. And his brother, Mike Wilde. Let's not forget about Mike Wilde. Yeah, we we, we, we tend to overlook Mike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> usually we talk a lot about Jack, not so much Mike. Yeah, so Mike Wilde and his wife and kid go to Rocky Mountains to have a vacation. Oh, terrorists have, have taken it over. Played, you know, Ivan Getz, played by Christopher Plummer, Academy Award nominee. It's like, <laughs> right, and he's doing the, the Hans Gruber role, yeah. basically. And they take over the hotel, and then... Um, Jack Wilde also romances the activities director, KC, played by Natasha Kinski. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, was there was there a reason given why they take over a hotel in the middle of nowhere? I probably not, um, but that's okay. No. Or is there? It's, it's, it's kind of like Icebreaker. Icebreaker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Icebreaker is not as good as, uh, you know. No, Cracker Jack's better than Icebreaker, but it's almost the same plot, 
because it's, it's like yeah, it's Die Hard meets Cliffhanger. And but here's what, what's what's good about this movie is that it, it knows what it is. Yeah, it's a Die Hard knockoff. You got some good fights with Tom C. and Griffin. You got some wacky Samandal moments, if you remember. Mm. It's like he just looks through a window for some reason, and there's some Samandal moments as we call them. Yeah, yeah, that's with, become with a thing. And like <laughs> Samandal moment. Yeah, yeah. And so you root for Wild. And then, uh, and you care. But here's it's a class. It's a great movie to watch when, like, let me think. Like, you're out of movies a little bit, but I want to watch a Die Hard. Like, you've seen Die Hard too many times. And there's a lot of Die Hard in uh, movies. Yeah, this is a, maybe a maybe a top one in a way. It's, well, I'm trying to think some other good ones. Oh, oh well, wait a second. Well, a sudden death. We have that whole list on the website. Oh, yeah, there's a massive list on this. If you look at the sudden death review. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could do that. Because do you have a personal favorite Die Hard knockoff? Because that's oh. it's like. Would you, would you say sudden death? That's fine to say. You know, it's like. Um, I mean, sudden death is probably top 10. I just. Uh, there's so many. I, well, I'll does give you a couple two count? Oh, yeah. OK. So if I look up sudden death. So. Um, well, I mean, does Crack Reject 2 count? Because that, that might counts. Be that counts. Then that besides, might be my well, besides one. those, you know, oh, you know okay. Lethal besides Tender, the obvious, Deadly yeah. Outbreak, Detention, yeah. Yeah. Irresistible Force, Strategic Command, Terminal Rush, Command <laughs> Performance, Virtual Assassin, The Alternate, Taking of Beverly Hills, The Last Hour, Open Fire, and No Contest. Oh, man. So. I mean, you ran through that pretty fast, but I would say yeah. um, Deadly oh, Outbreak. So. I thought that was pretty good. I, I, yeah, none of those I would say are bad. I, th- they're they're not bad, but here we go again. You got some like a Hans Gruber or Hans Goober. <laughs> yeah, Hans Gruber. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a more nerdy Hans Gruber. See, uh, when you call someone a goober, you can't really yeah. take that really seriously. It's like you're such a goober. It's like <laughs> sad. I don't know if people say that, but isn't that like what they say in like the South or something? And, um, Bless or, your heart, you goober. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. I mean, sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much time we want to spend on diehard knockoffs. We can almost do a no. whole podcast on those. I think uh, we did actually. Oh, <laughs> I think it's diehard. In a, we call it diehard in a building. And, you know, oh, yes. Skyscraper. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, skyscraper. Yeah, Anna Nicole yeah. Smith. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's like a diehard in a building. Well, because that's what that is. I mean, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, that's what that's what makes it so funny. Now, wow, talk about a knockoff. Die because hard. the other ones at least tried to put some effort into putting it somewhere else. Like it's diehard in a sewage treatment plant or yeah. a dam or a beauty somewhere contest, else. You know, it's like, yeah, or your beauty contest. That's good. Um, but skyscraper is diehard in a building. It's diehard in a skyscraper like nakatomi plaza uh no nothing like that <laughs> no no all right <laughs> so, let's so talk then about the last movie which it's saving the best said. for last saving the best for last which is cracker jack 2 and we might have talked about this movie a, a bunch i think we actually did with exploding helicopter oh but, yeah i remember talking about it on the, on the podcast at least that time and more because it always seems to come up because it's such a bizarre funny it's, there's something about this movie yeah it, it's, it's really just funny funny it's, it's really just funny so yeah. funny most comedies it's, can't hold a candle to this no movie. It, no way it's like like movies that call themselves comedies like if you want cracker jack 2 is just 
it's funnier because it's I know movies that are comedies are trying to be funny. You know, this isn't trying it's, to be funny. It's I trying to be so. as serious as possible. I think because uh, Judge Reinhold plays Jack Wilde. Yeah. So, so it's like, yeah, they moved it from Thomas Ian Griffith like, to uh, to Judge, and um, yeah, uh, the Judge, Jury, and Executioner. So. Yeah. <laughs> Which and most people don't associate him with hard hitting action, so that's funny right off the bat. Yeah. This was his. I thought he delivered on it because he really tried. You know, he has his bugged out eyes. And he yes, he bugged people. out his eyes a lot. His, his facial expressions make the movie what it is. Just like, buy it, a screener, <laughs> anything, anything. Like, or if I have just watch it on Tubi or something. I don't. Just it must be on Tubi. It used to be know. on Amazon Prime for a while. So if I um, looked it up right now, people need to watch it on Tubi now. But this is, uh, you know, it's, 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 this might be Samantha's crowning achievement. Now, he didn't direct it, right? He produced no, it, it. He produced still. it. So, still good. Um, so it's on Tubi. It's on everywhere. Freebie, Tubi, Crackle. Oh, good. So, so even, <clears throat> maybe have no excuse to have to watch it. It's also called Hostage Strain. So, check it out in both titles. You'll find it. And the plot, of course, is, uh, you know, Jack Wilde is back and he has to, uh, Steve, his wife from terrorists, because uh, played by Carol Alt is one mm-hmm. is his wife. <laughs> a healthy you, a Carol Alt and a healthy you. Yeah, a healthy you with Carol. Alt. It was his, her, she had her own show on Fox News for a while, and then she talks about having like lettuce and stuff. Yeah, so it's just like <laughs> have lettuce and salad. <laughs> I'm Carol Alt, <laughs> and she goes on a financial planning train ride, and yeah. Jack Wilde has to save her. <laughs> what? Is... What's wrong with that? Nothing, but it's like a financial. Because that's where people go to do to talk about financial planning is they go on a train and, um, you know, something may happen with the train. And then Jack Wilde is a snap into action as he always does. And he does. And there's some really goofy like explosions and like they all look computer generated like these are real. Yeah, there's uh, there's so much silliness. We can't run it all down now. I mean, no, no. And the guy, the bad guy is is named Hans Becker. You know, (laughs) how do they ever come up with that? So like, (laughs) I don't think we gave this four stars. It is. This is. It's. (laughs) I mean, if we're judging stuff solely by its entertainment value, which we should, because that's what movies are there to do is entertain (laughs) us. This is a four star movie because you're totally entertained. Just watch it today now watch it while you're listening it's like no well we're almost done so when we're, we're done, just about uh, done so <laughs> but i guess that's all the samandals that you, you can know, handle all, all, all samandal you can handle <laughs> hey that's a good catchphrase yeah maybe you can put that in the uh, description in the description yeah okay <laughs> uh i guess that's about it i mean i guess we could do plugs or he wants anything else you want samandal or I wish I had more to say about him, but I don't know anything about him. So <laughs> I know he's a mystery. Yes. Maybe he'll listen to this. I hope so. Maybe he'll comment or re- get in touch with us. You know where to find us, Mr. Yeah. Samandel. And, uh, I mean, I don't know well, how tech savvy he, he is. Us. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's where you can find us. Okay. <laughs> here's yeah. us, Mr. Lord Samandel, which is uh, is the website. And it's on Facebook under the website name. Ty Action Rocks is Instagram. Uh, I posted Black Scorpion today. And we're on Twitter under Ty Comeuppance, and that's all the plugs. So. Yeah. So, and 
might as well uh, take some time to thank all the people that. Oh yes, well, not all the people, well. but so, <laughs> there's, there's so many we can't thank them all. But the, but the top ones like uh, yeah, we got Connoisseur, uh, Foundman, Foundman, Dave's VHS, um, Strider, Strider. Yeah, check in and see how he's doing. Uh, Mitch, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try to get Todd. him back on soon. Todd, yep. So great people, Ainsley and the gang. Uh, oh yeah, so can't forget about the One Dark Fright gang. One Dark Fright gang, so all nice people. So I guess. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. So I guess thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And uh, we hope you, (laughs) we hope, we hope we enhanced your, uh, your your semandal knowledge. This is all that we've got. I wish there was maybe more, (laughs) but that's all there is. This is the complete amount of semandal knowledge. So I I feel good about that. If I could find more movies down the line, I'll update people. Well, we'll do periodic semandal updates. Okay, that sounds like a good idea, actually. Yeah, because there's that one you were going to get, had Jack Scalia, so maybe if you get that one. Oh, Act of War and Bound Cargo, something like that. Yeah, so if those are watched by you, then we could talk about them. Excellent plan. But until then, uh, that's it for us. Go watch some Cracker Jack 2, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Get off my plane.